For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Plan your match day with our GPS travel planner, taking you to the best pubs, restaurants and hotels, home and away. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of CHN Radio. It is your boy Elijah Newsom here and I am alongside a very good friend of the program, Graham Bell. Graham, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm great, I'm great. And so, um, real quick, we're this is like a, a mini episode, I guess, just uh, partially because we can do this because there's nothing to do. So... Um, we're sitting in the house in in the house board, so um, we have the time to do this. But it's a mini episode to bring a fresh perspective um, to the takeover. Um, I think if if people have been listening, if you're a long time listener, if you're just now joining in with us, um, the last couple of pods we've talked about the takeover, but from a perspective that we don't have, like well, well, from a perspective that like I guess a lot of people don't have that we do have which is being away from everything over in the states kind of watching it from a distance i mean we had uh we had zach and adam on last week with uh, the false nines and they are also in the same boat we're in america and so we felt it'd be right to talk to some fans particularly the the biggest fan i know graham bell about it you know what's it like you know with this takeover in newcastle what's the feeling there how is it um for someone who's grown up with the club certainly been a fan longer than me and Greg, you know, to finally see the Ashley, Ashley era come to an end. So I felt people would like that. Greg, Greg felt people would like that. So here we are, we're doing it. Graham, are you excited to talk a little takeover? Yes, I am. I think like the first like emotion, really the main emotion at the moment is just a feeling of like anxiety and just kind of just want it to be confirmed. Um, because until then we're still a bit, you know, nervous about, you know, having a future of Mike Ashley at the club still. Yeah, and and kind of on that point, uh, to take everyone back, I remember when this deal was first announced in January, and Graham immediately was like, "No, it's not happening." Because, I mean, I think since I've known Graham, we've had at least five takeover rumors pop up in the chat, and. We've been bitten by all of them. And so to get from where we were in January to a couple of weeks ago, what was that initial feeling like when you first heard, you know, everyone talking about it from, you know, George Calkin to Luke Edwards to Craig Hope to Chris Woff to the, the boys over at the Chronicle about basically like, hey, this this is the farthest we've ever been along. Like this this group has money. They've submitted documents to the Premier League. And like kind of as the weeks went on, more and more, it's like this is reality. How were you feeling when you first realized, okay, this actually could happen? 
Yeah, I think you know that I'm pretty cynical when it comes to like takeover stories and stuff. But um, when I found out it was like further along and it could actually happen, um, you know, it's just excitement, really. It's just like, you know, we could get our club back finally because it's it's a shell of the club that that it used to be, and and that's that's what Ashley has done to it, and he's just zapped the life out of us and out of the club and. It would just be great to finally get it back and get that hope back and get the excitement back and just enjoy going to St. James's Park again because over the last 13 years or so, it's it's not been very enjoyable, at the at, well, most of the time. There's been spells here and there, but it's usually been very depressing. Yeah, and, and I know you're probably one of Ashley's biggest critics. I know... Um, one, first and foremost, when I say Graham's the biggest fan I know, it's not an exaggeration. I think the only matches Graham has ever missed, home and away, were pretty much due to the fact he was in the hospital. So that I feel like ever since I've known you, you've been at every single match. And so uh, we're talking to a, a person who lives and breathes Newcastle. And I know your criticism of Ashley has been, been you know, pretty public it's been pretty out there in the open I know you took a part of the sit-in versus Man City you know you're one of the true fans that recognized that hey it's great that we've signed Al Miron and we've broken our transfer budget but the problem was still there and so how, how are you feeling now knowing that this potential kind of you know eyesore a, a blemish honestly in Newcastle history and it, with Mike Ashley like he can be gone he's 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 gotten rid of it how do you feel knowing that he he's potentially out of the picture it's just a a sense of relief i suppose because you know maybe he came in with the best of intentions but certainly it didn't didn't really seem like it you know he he sat with the fans to start off with but he just he just had the wrong ideas all the time poor decision making and it it just it hasn't been great at all. Um, but it, the main thing is to just see the back of him. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a sense of relief, to be honest. Yeah. But like you know me, I will always be like really cyn- cynical about everything. I think that's what Mike Ashley has done to me personally, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that goes to like quite a lot of the fans at the moment. But I will not kind of accept that he's gone until I can see that confirmation. Yeah. Um, and kind of on that point, I know you're kind of in a boat and we kind of touched on this earlier where it's like, I know from my perspective, being away from the club, there's, there's definitely a sense of excitement. And I know amongst my friends, um, there's who are not even fans of Newcastle, there's excitement, but I know it's nothing compared to what it's like over there in Newcastle, you know, I know it's obviously quarantine and all, but can you speak to kind of like the vibe that you're getting from, you know, your local, your local, your local guys you go to the match with, the, the, the people you talk to, the fans that are actually in Newcastle, what's the, the temperature of the town like? It's just like, I think it's, well, it is excitement, but it's tinged with like disappointment that we can't all go out and just celebrate. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's, it's a bit of a strange time, but that, that's the thing. We we are living in strange times at the moment. Mm-hmm. And what this means is like it's so amazing that they still want to buy the club, even in these testing times where clubs 
you know asking prices are dropping all the uh, all the time the valuations are dropping all the time um and it's a really bad time to buy a football club um but they're still going through with it and i find that incredible and i find it really um promising yeah. um but the vibe is basically excitement and we just want to get the cans open now yeah i mean i think everyone's everyone started stocking up on cans uh a couple of weeks back and they've just been sitting in the fridge. I've actually already gone through the, the cans I was going to drink just because I think, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think I've restocked like four times now. Yeah. So. You've got to, um, yeah. but I mean, that, that's good to hear. And, and I'm, I'm with you, dude. I think that I, I, there, and there's a little bit of that here with the local groups. Like I know I watch a lot of the matches with two and army Atlanta, and I'm sure that if we were not in quarantine and this was going on that we would immediately want to meet up at a bar. But I, I just can't wait until all this is over because I think Newcastle might like burn down because everyone's going to be going insane. Um, you know, already everyone was going to be anxious to get back out to the bars, but now it's going to be on another level. And, you know, I hope that this kind of ends soon and we can still celebrate it while the news is still fresh. Um, and so let's get into something that I think, it needs to be talked about. And I think we've talked about it on, on our pod and we've talked about it in the chats as well Is that there's been a lot of criticism from this deal um, from national media, um, you know, partially some other fans, but really mostly a lot of national media, not really connected with Newcastle. Um, you know, definitely there's been some hypocritical individuals out there. Um, I think that from, from my perspective, again, being, you know, as far away from Newcastle as possible. I think I get angry at, at it, but I certainly am not as angry as as I'm seeing a lot of the local folks uh, on my Twitter feed are. And I can already see you're you're fuming right now. I mean, can you kind of speak <laughs> to just like how you guys have responded to that? You know, what, what's that been like to to have something that's been so great, um, uh, such great news for the club, just almost tr- being ruined by the fact that there's been a wave of criticism. It's it's ridiculous, really. Um, I know, obviously, the whole political side of it, human rights side of it. Yeah, um, understandably, it's it's awful. It is awful. Um, but on the other side of that, there's this um, point of view where we sit. We just want see the back of Mike Ashley and I think that's the main part of the excitement it's got nothing to do with the fact that they're that we could become like one of the richest clubs in the world it's got nothing to do with that it's the fact that we can finally get rid of an owner that has poisoned this club um and they don't really see that the there's a few journalists that are who know the area who know the club who are you know reporting on this as they should but there's the other ninety percent or so they just don't get it. Yeah. Um, you know, they they the the thing that bothers me is they weren't piping up um when, you know, Ben Salman had dinner with Theresa May or he had tea with the Queen. None of this was coming to light, you know. And now, all of a sudden, just because Newcastle United might be getting taken over, we might be getting a fresh start, all of this is coming out of the woodwork, and people are suddenly turning into human rights activists, and just it's it's just so frustrating. And like the the hypocrisy of it all is just 
ridiculous. Some some of the things that people are coming out with is beyond a joke. And I hope to God when this goes through, these people will be banned from the stadium. These people will be banned as much as possible from reporting on our club because they've got no clue at yeah. all. And I think they should just take take it somewhere else, take it to another club because like. You know, I'm not even going to call people out, but they know who they are. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just it's just beyond bonkers. Just take time to come up here. Take time to come up to Newcastle, to the northeast, attend St. James's Park, talk to us, and then you might just get an understanding of what we've been through over the last 13 years instead of just jumping at conclusions. Yeah. Because there's this thing where the mainstream media think that we, you know, we're deserving of like trophies or whatever. We, we expect them year in, year out. We don't, we don't at all. We just want to be challenging the likes of women wolves and, and Everton. And we don't, we don't expect to be challenging Manchester city and, you know, the Chelsea's or whatever. We just want that sense of hope back that we can actually maybe, on a long cup run and win the FA Cup or something, or challenge that top six, seven. Mm-hmm. With yeah, the but the whole thing like has just made my blood boil, um, yeah. and I've tried really hard not to rise to one or two individuals and failed miserably. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I, to be honest. I can't wait till it's all gone through, and then obviously there'll there'll, there'll be more garbage coming our way. But as uh, at least it'll be done then. Um, yeah. And you know that I think that's the overriding feeling. Until it's done, the more they criticise, um, the, the more they criticise us, the more fired up we're going to get. Yeah, and I, I do think there there's a there's a lot of levels to this. I mean, first and foremost, I think. Um, you know, Newcastle fans being the ones that are getting the criticism doesn't it doesn't seem fair for for a lot of reasons. Partially because Newcastle fans aren't the ones who have allowed a ton of foreign investment into the Premier League. Like if people are not yeah. okay with with you know potential new orders of the Premier League, then they should they should have been questioning the Premier League's you know allowing of certain owners, but way before this. I mean, yeah. we talk about the Man City owner, we talk about. Uh, Abrahamovich with Chelsea. It, there's there's been plenty of really awful individuals in terms of a human rights perspective that have been involved in football, and it's been it's been like this for a while. And so I yeah. understand people's frustration, but it does seem a bit unfair to take it out on the fans. And then you know, to yeah. your point, there's a lot of frustration going around, but there's also just been um, there's 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 fans like you who've been a bit rational about the whole thing that understand that there's a human rights issue involved, and they're not denying that. But then there's some fans that are just saying you know, who doesn't care and attacking Amnesty International. And it's like, I think that's where you might cross the line there. Because to act like Amnesty International hasn't been criticized, like they've been criticizing the Saudi regime for a long time. I mean, they were the first group to speak out against this in January. They spoke out against Saudi Arabia entering football again in February, and they've spoken out against them in the past numerous times. So, you know, there's stuff like that that's annoying. But then on the flip side, you have so-called human rights organizations like i can't even remember the most recent group where the guy who wrote it 
he basically been congratulating Man City and, and Qatar on yeah. a bunch of different things. So it, it's it's very weird. And and like you said, I do think part of it as well is that it, it's it's you have all these people who they're supposed to be writing about football and they're general football writers. And I don't know if they would be taking as much time to, you know, argue with fans and write as many articles about Newcastle if the season was still going on. If this was happening during no. the season, they would not be focused on this. But since this is literally the only thing going on, and honestly, all of sports right now in general, it's been put under this microscope. And yeah. it's easy for people to find every single little thing that's wrong with it yeah. without, you know, examining the whole picture as well. It's it's definitely, definitely an issue. Yeah, the the other, it's it's just frustrating because like they they're trying to basically make us feel guilty for supporting the club we've supported all our lives, mm-hmm. and I don't think people have got a right to do that. We've been through really bad times with the club. We'll yeah. we'll still be there and we'll continue to do that. Um, but the other annoying thing is that, um, you know. The, they are going to put, you know, they're going to invest in not just Newcastle United, but they're going to invest in the area. Yeah. And that that is a huge thing. You know, the Northeast in general has been ignored for, for quite a while. Um, and, you know, to get that investment in the area in general is unbelievable. It's it's great. And and the, the other thing that's just seemed to have, you know, gone over the over the hedge and, and just not register in people's minds is that they will once it goes through they'll they'll put a donation to the National Health Service. Yeah. Um and I think that's incredible. But that doesn't get to, spoken about. Um yeah. and it's just the negative aspects that are being highlighted so much. There's no there's not one person in the mainstream media that's highlighting the positives it's always the negatives and how guilty we should feel about supporting our club and i think that is beyond disgraceful yeah and then then i again i go back to the point of i hope they they never set foot inside st james's park yeah and and i mean to your point i think that there's there's a lot of stuff that like you said, there's going to be a lot of positives that come from this. Whether or not you want to say it's publicity for the Saudi regime, that's you know that's that's in the past, and that's that's kind of up to interpretation, up to debate, whatever. But that's not the conversation we're having. The conversation that needs to be had is that this area of, of the country is going to be rejuvenated. And the same thing happened with Manchester City. As much as you want to criticize their ownership, the 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 the, the local the local public benefited a ton from them being there. There's been a ton of investment in the area. It's been revitalized as well. And so uh, I do think that's something that needs to be said and needs to be talked about. And I mean, I guess on a positive note, I think what will eventually happen is, you know, a couple years down the road when Newcastle becomes, you know, somewhat of a face of the Premier League, it, it is the hope that of the ownership is that there will be less criticism because if you look at PSG, you look at Manchester City, you look at all of these clubs that are owned by countries, you know, yes, the criticism was there initially and they got a ton of it. And it's like, you're going to be in for a rocky ride. Like this is going to be more the same for the first couple of years. But after that, these are celebrated clubs or celebrated destinations. They've birthed some of the best players in the world. They've birthed some of the best managers in the world. So it's, it's one of those things where it's, 
it's going to the, the initial few years is going to be tough, but it's it'll be worth it in the end if everything works out according to plan. And and Newcastle are, are back to the levels that they were in, in the '90s and in the Shearer era and all that kind of stuff. And you know, back to playing European football and being one of the faces of the Premier League. It's just going to be not in these journalists' best interest to nitpick about the reasoning behind. It's just going to be in their best interest to just shut up and me hope for the best as it regards Premier League football. Um, but yeah, so enough about the negatives. Um, let's close out by talking about a little bit of positives in the future. Um, and I, I got a couple questions for you. I feel like we really haven't talked about this with you as well. But um, there, there's a lot of, I think that everyone has an opinion on, you know, what's the most important thing for these owners to kind of get across? What's the most important thing for them to, to announce? I mean, and we've got an idea of what they're, they're going to be announcing. Um, but in your opinion, what's the first couple moves that this ownership should make if you were advising them and you're saying, hey, Amanda, this is what you need to do in order to win the hearts uh, of, of the fans and get us back to being a proper club. What, what are those things? Make a great big fire and put Sports Direct signs in us. <laughs> of um, course, yeah. Um, Everyone yeah, can bring us Sports Direct stuff to burn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we can burn all the Ashley out signs as well yeah. at the same time, mm-hmm. um, or keep them to to look back on a just to keep us level headed when we're of course, more yeah. successful. Um, but I would say, yeah, get rid of all that tat. Um, you know, look at, um, you know, bringing some of the past players back um, for some involvement in the club that have been harshly treated by Ashley. So. Your Shearers, your, your Keegans, um, just to get them involved in the club again. Um, and I would say the big one for me is the facilities, investment in the facilities, because, mm-hmm. you know, we've all seen it, like the pictures of the wheelie bins and the paddling pools. It's ridiculous. I know it's, I know it's improved a little bit since then, but it's still nowhere near the standard of a Premier League club. You look at some League One clubs now, they, they, they've got facilities that are far better than us. And it, yep. it's, it, it's beyond a joke, honestly. Um, and, you know, that side of it. And and that gives, the, again, like that gives the, the players an, an extra one, two, maybe three percent. You know, that, that makes a huge difference on the pitch. And also in attracting new players to the club. Um, and... It, it, I, I, well, I can believe it, but really, it, it's it's astonished me that the, the current regime hasn't even bothered or or tried to to do that. Yeah, and and to your point about the training facilities and such, I think it's it's it was something that I didn't even think about until you know fairly recently. Is that when Miguel Almiron was was signed, he actually went from a sixty million dollar training facility with you know the latest and greatest in recovery to uh kitty pools and 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 there and i do think one thing that's kind of summed up the ashley era in a nutshell is uh is like you the fans ask for you know better training facilities and you know stadium upgrades and what they went out and did instead was just you know paint and do some aesthetic stuff replace the carpeting and it's like no you've still got the same building you still have the same you know not so great materials it's just you've painted over it uh, to, to cover up your neglect. And so I'm with you, dude. Facilities have to be of utmost importance. And you already saw, um, I mean, 
that was one of the rumors for why Bubakar Samari wasn't going to come in January was he was getting a, a tour of the facilities from Alan St. Maximin and was like, I don't want to go there, dude. And so uh, you're right. Those are, those are some immediate things that, that can happen. And, and some of those are already on the books. I know that new facilities is going to be up there getting some involvement with former uh, players and managers that that's, that's also on the agenda. So it's, it's good to have that. And um, I guess we can kind of close out uh, with, with the last couple things. Uh, first, dream signing for you if this all goes through dream signing make it a little bit realistic like i I don't think it's fair to say mbappe or neymar but you know think about players who are somewhat available you know who's your who's the guy you'd want to go after this is ridiculous for me saying this but i saw like a newspaper report this morning Mm -hmm. it may not be realistic but um coutinho i'd love i'd love to see him i'd love to see him here um because I've seen him score some crackers against us down the years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a stupendous player. I'd love to see him. Yeah. But I don't know whether that's realistic at the moment, but maybe in a couple of years. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I Greg has got me talked in he's he's talked me into being a Gareth Bale believer. I think he'd fit in. I don't know. I'm I'm starting to believe it. I think I do think that part of his his woes at Real Real Madrid have like definitely changed how we remember him but if you remember Bale the Tottenham player and even Bale early on Madrid I think he would he'd be a decent signing as well and definitely available but I'd love Coutinho as well I'd love anyone honestly you know (laughs) I'd love to be able to go into a window and 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 not and like not wait until the last week to be like oh are we gonna make signings because that seems to be the uh the case is everyone's linked to someone except for us until the last three weeks of the window in in a weird way, I will miss the days of um, going into a window and then um, coming out with um, signing Shevki Kuchi or Josselu or something, something yeah. like that. Whoa, 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 whoa! Josselu is, <laughs> Sorry, uh, is a club Joss. legend. All right, yeah, it should be the first man we uh, we get back. We get we get back into the team. Um, yeah, but yeah, build him I, a I'm statue, excited. shall we? Yeah, build him. Yeah, honestly, build him a statue. <laughs> It'll be good times, but um, but Graham, honestly, I'm excited uh, for the potential future of this club. Excited to reconnect once you know this announcement is made. Fingers crossed. Um, we kind of teased this on other episodes. Um, we're thinking about doing a huge. Well, not thinking about. We're planning a huge sort of celebration for a lot of fans to come in, do kind of a virtual cans thing, and can't wait for you to be a part of that. And obviously. Uh, all the good stuff. Graham has actually been doing some writing as well, so be sure to check him out on cominghomenewcastle.com. Uh, Graham, I know you recently wrote another article about Keegan. Uh, you want to give people a little sneak preview of what that looks like? Yeah, so it was basically just like um, the possibility of a forthcoming, so, but it wasn't as like a manager, um, mm-hmm. just as a club ambassador. So what I touched on like earlier, um, and it would just be great for him to be involved again. Just like who better to sell Newcastle United than Kevin Keegan, in my yeah. opinion, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a good read. Um, and it's got, it got a lot of traction when it was posted. Our, our, our notifications were blowing up. People seemed to really love it. And I thought it was great as well. Um, and then, uh, Graham, where can the people follow you on the Twitters? I know a lot of people listen to this probably follow you, but if they don't follow you, where can they follow you? Okay, so it's just Graham Bell underscore NUFC. Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's it, we've got Greg underscore NUFC and Elijah underscore Newsom. We've got the underscore gang as well. Um and then uh if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's coming home uh NUFC on Twitter, just search that or whatever. And then of course follow the podcast chn underscore radio another underscore actually i do think the coming newcastle twitter might be coming home underscore nufc i think it is i should know this i run it um but yeah so that's all thank you big shout out to graham for joining us and talking about you know a fan perspective of this takeover in newcastle it's always a pleasure talking to you graham uh and of course this has been another wonderful episode of chn radio in uh, a way the last Around here, I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll pray the dark gets in James's park. If the Gallagher's end to the rain, I'm coming home. And I'm proud to be a Geordie, and to live in Geordie land. Some people think we're 40, and we're hard to understand. They say it's just self-pity And we're not so very tough Cause the people in the big fat city Haven't had it tough as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wing I've walked the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been a weird Kiss the ground for the welcome sound In me mother saying, hey, how we I'm coming home And I miss the old blind busker Who stands at Fenwick's door He plays a mean accordion You've all seen him there before And I love the Geordie heroes There's so many famous names like Lindisfarne in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll brave the darkness in James's Park in the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wing. Walk the streets all day, I'll wait for a bottle of the river tonight. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I wish I'd never been away. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother saying, Hey, how we I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll wait for a bottle of your own brown